Lovesticks. You're listening to Mad and Max's Infinite Playlist. That's right, they are, Max. That's uh, that's some stinky love there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, Jay Giles' band with Love Stinks. Is that really Jay Giles' band? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't lie to you. Straight out the Already gates. Already learning stuff. <laughs> yeah. That that song was the first song I ever saw performed on Saturday Saturday Night Live, uh, on a rerun. Obviously, I wasn't born in the early 70s ladies and gentlemen the jay giles band and then you decided that's what you wanted to do with your life yeah that's what i decided i i i want to film bands playing on snl a dream was born yeah the shots were amazing we've got with us today you heard her voice it's danny hi (laughs) From uh, across the hall. Not a hall, just Danny kitchen. Danny lives across the hall. We live in a dorm, <laughs> and Danny lives across the hall. Danny's the RA. She keeps us in check. I do. And if you get locked out of your room, I will let you back in. Do you have a skeleton key? Do I have a skeleton key? Yeah. Yeah. Is that how RAs? You were an RA, right? Yeah. You were just telling us a story about this. You had like a skeleton key? Yeah. I come into your room all the time when you're not Ooh. here, and I rummage around your shit. Well, I don't really lock my door, so you don't really need the key to get in. Uh, is a skeleton key t- for the closet where they keep the skeletons? That's how it got its name. That's what, okay. Just Wait, confirming. Really? <laughs> Sounds right, doesn't it? <laughs> Good enough for me. We're super excited to have Danny on the podcast today for yeah, let's get that energy up. Heartbreak music. It's Valentine's Day, either today or yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> depending on when i get this episode out and we're gonna celebrate not with love songs but with uh some heartbreak music yeah did we just blow your mind you we're, thought we were gonna do love songs we're going ironic here that's right if i'm not mistaken How broken of us this theme was concocted by the two of you <laughs> we were at a party together and i remember walking around the uh the walking out of the kitchen and then being accosted by max saying he grabbed me by the collar and said Next episode, Heartbreak with Danny. I said, okay. That's how that's how the episode was born, yeah. If there's ever an episode for me to be a guest on, it's this one. It, it was your suggestion. Was there a reason uh, you picked this theme? I mean, uh, all, all good music, like pretty much every second song is uh, eligible for this, for this theme. Yeah, that's why it was so hard to narrow down my top list. Um, that's sad. <laughs> It's a bummer <laughs> that you have so many songs that you connect to. No, I, I don't mean that like you're sad. I mean that that's, it's sad that we all have so many just like immediate it's, choices for... Because heartbreak songs are great songs. Yeah. For the most part. They are. Or they're really shitty, but you yourself are feeling so shitty that like you need it. Yeah. You you identify with the stupidest lines ever and you're like, this, this means everything to me right like, now. Like we are never getting back together ever. <laughs> Even though you know you are. Ever, ever, are back together. We. I I always. Uh, you want to keep going, Max? No, Do sorry. The whole song. Spaced out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always. I always like uh, peruse playlists that other people have made because I want to see what other people put on these things. I'm always disappointed that none of the music I like is on there. But like, it's interesting when you have like a playlist around a mood. You can either have people 
play songs to try and get out of that mood. So if it's like a, a playlist for feeling sad, it can either be like uplifting music on that playlist or it yeah. can be like sad music. It can be like, <laughs> can just like dive in deeper. Yeah. Or yeah. it can be like shake your ass by mystical. <laughs> Did you guys find yourself going like uh, the, the ass shaking route? Or the <laughs> yeah. All my songs are about shaking my ass. I did think a lot when I was compiling my list of the song Big Pimpin' because the opening line, yo, I thug em, love em, fuck em, leave em because I don't fucking need em. That was a song of heartbreak around sophomore year of college because wow. my friends and I would just drive around screaming that. That's that's a good that's a good thing to scream. Yeah, that sounds can, extremely satisfying. Can I can I can I get that lyric one more time? I actually think it's I thug them, fuck them, love them, leave them. I think that's the order. That's more, yeah. Because I don't fucking need them. That's the important part, though, is because I don't fucking need them. Do you ever uh, you ride the subway and like rap along to the music you're listening to? Yep. Good. Yeah, I like to imagine fifteen-year-old uh, Danny thugging people. Sophomore year of college? Did I say high school? Sorry. Oh, I said sophomore year. Of, I, I just heard sophomore year. Even so, twenty-nine-year-old Danny does not even thug people. Danny thugging people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking need them. Yeah. Okay, so this first one, as a little bit of introduction, I picked because it was my first memory of a song of heartbreak. Ooh. Not my own heartbreak. My sister's. Sorry, I'm throwing my sister under the bus, but she broke up with her middle school boyfriend and Hell listened yeah. to the song Thug em. on <laughs> on <Leave> repeat. <laughs> Classic. I didn't know how a bad girl. <laughs> that was that's Max's sophomore year of college. Heartbreak song. <laughs> Who did we just hear there? Uh, that was No Doubt with the song Don't Speak, written after right Gwen Stefani broke up with the bass player. I want to say. Uh, the guitarist, I believe. Guitarist. Ooh, bassist. Oh fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, the bassist. You're right, I believe. Sure. Sorry. Uh, you're correct though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know the video is just her looking very doe-eyed with like the big pouty lips and wailing about the tragedy that is both the kingdom and her breakup. <laughs> is is she singing to the guitarist as he plays that as he strums that riff in the video? I think she might be. Weird. I think so, yeah. It's one of the the most I, I always like thought of that as like a very sad thing too, but then I saw someone write a short like post about it online about how that's one of the most badass things in the world <laughs> to uh have a breakup with someone and then force them to <laughs> play on this on the record you wrote all about that breakup. <laughs> it's just like 
Oh my god. So good. You're not a boyfriend anymore. You're an employee. You're just a bassist. <laughs> That's also the the album that like shot them to to superstardom. You know. Yeah. It's sort of like a you can't leave now sort of thing. <laughs> you got to play on this. Now you're in the band for good. Just like uh, Steve. He would have been easily replaceable. Sorry to interrupt you. No offense, bassist from No Doubt, but. <laughs> That's a good song. It's like a, a instant classic. Great pick. And did it help your sister get over her middle school flame? Um, I think it took her about a week before she started dating his best friend. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, oh I think God. that song helps. Wow, she wow. was. Shout she found it, so much inspiration from <laughs> what Gwen Stefani did. That's great. Yeah, uh, she found her Gavin Rossdale after that. Oh man, um, you know what? I'll 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 really quick piggyback on that. Um, I'm going to play a song that has, it's a very similar uh, situation. Um, I'll just play it. One more hour by Slater Kinney. Uh, I love that song so much. It's, yeah, it's just the fucking best song. Um, that song, if you don't know, is uh, written by Corin Tucker about Carrie Brownstein, who's playing not know and that. singing the rest of that song. So like, <laughs> they broke up, and then she wrote that song, and then, much like Gwen Stefani, made Carrie play on it. I um, did not know that, but I already have a very strong opinion. I would say that they maintain more of a partnership. For sure. Yeah. No, I would I shouldn't I shouldn't have said that she made her play on it, but like don't yeah. equate Carrie with Tony. Sorry, I never meant to do that. Um but it's very it's very interesting to hear Carrie in the background singing I know how hard it is for you to let this go like while she's singing I needed it over that. It's such a good Ah, there's such a good band. So many dimensions to it. Do you think is it like when is it a coincidence that like that No Doubt album was so fraught and then also so successful or like it's got to be one of those um you know the the most intense emotions lead to the best uh art sort of thing just everyone picks up on that whether they know it or not Yeah <laughs> My favorite part about that song though was what I found out uh looking at the lyrics today on uh Genius um, there is there are two annotations for that entire song, and there's one that quotes Carrie Brownstein at the very end, but then the only other one is on "Oh, You've Got the Darkest Eyes," and all it says is Carrie Brownstein has dark eyes. <laughs> and it has oh. a picture of Carrie Brownstein. <laughs> it's so good. Those those genius trivia t- tidbits are so <laughs> strange because they're the they like no human would ever possibly like pick out those facts are just kind of all scrambled uh yeah it's it's all it's the people who annotate genius lyrics are basically like 15 year old me (laughs) who like who who are so into this that they want to dissect it endlessly and and often erroneously 
but fortunately for me, it wasn't around when I was 15. And these kids have no choice but to upload it to the internet for all to see. So whereas your kind of basic annotations were just in journals scribbled somewhere. A thousand percent. And those, <laughs> those are on their way to the furnace as we speak. Matt just filled up like marbled notebooks, <laughs> cover to cover, one a week. And mailed them to Slater Kinney. <laughs> Dear Mr. Kinney. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play one here. Uh, I'm just, I'm scrolling through my plays. I, I never have this problem on this, uh, on our podcast where like, I don't know what to play, but this, this theme is so good. Uh, so I'm just going to. Too gonna, many good choices. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going through, and I was like, well. I have too many songs now, and I just kept going still, even after I had that realization. Um, all right, well, um, I'm going to play one that's a little bit on the nose, and it's very different. All right. There's a way over me today, something I have to say. Love you too much to leave, don't like you enough to stay. But I guess it's a test in the quest for happiness And the rest of that mess are our best Just acquiesce even though I've grown tired of you And that ain't meant to sound spiteful I just try to be insightful when I write all my emotions In the night all the stuff I try to fight will just come out And the sad fact is, I'm so tired of you Love, it's a weird thing ain't it There's no way to explain it But I swear as well as pain there should be joy but So that's, uh, that's Look for the Woman by Dan Lissac versus Scroobius Pip. Uh, I know <laughs> I every, everyone that. knows that group, uh, Dan Lesac versus Lescrubius Pip. Is that the band? Is that the group name? That is the That's group like... name. And you might be wondering, why didn't they take off? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why. Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I actually don't really know uh, that much about these guys, but they're, they're uh, really kind of idiosyncratic rappers uh yeah. their lyrics are great but also strange uh they have far too many rhymes uh sorry i don't know what i'm doing no uh they have far too many rhymes uh for each line uh it's sort of like how i might have thought to write rap lyrics when i was yeah. young in your marble notebooks but, but they certainly would have been nearly as good as that um that was very cool that was when is that from is that from 2000s I, yeah early early 2000s cool. um and the the whole song is is lyrically great and like great at telling a kind of mm -hmm. a sad story uh i don't know if you heard the first lyric it was uh there's a weight over me today something i have to say love you too much to leave don't like you enough to stay uh, <laughs> like, I, I wrote that down that was so great yeah. i'm gonna use that sometime <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a direct quote from my i am profile <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Did you guys have those, have like lyrics in your IM profiles? Of course. I did. You always knew who was heartbroken. <laughs> just from the, always like, a mad. weird away message. It was a great way to like passively, aggressively like own someone. Yeah. And they who, they knew who they were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've got the darkest <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I have the darkest eyes. <laughs> Shit. He's probably talking about me. He means me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a really good pick. So what memory is that tied to for you? 
I don't. I, that's actually not tied to any specific uh, moment of of heartbreak for me. But I, I just when I heard it, uh, it just felt like a really good breakup song, like a really like literal breakup song, you know. Uh, so that's why I picked it. That's a good one. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, and and you know, I I feel like all all my picks are gonna be like biased to like the emo music that I listen to. But I heard that song, I was like, oh. You can write like really great like emo rap music too. <laughs> Do you if when uh, this is a, a terrible way to set this question up, but when you get your heart broken, not that it happens all the time, but do you have like a go-to style of music that you listen to historically? I do. You guys are both looking at me. Thanks for that. Um, I do, and it's going to be one of my subsequent oh. picks, so I don't want to ruin the surprise for you guys. Okay. Third wave ska. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about dancing it out. Uh, Sometimes you just got to skank. Wait, Mighty Mighty Boston's does not count as third wave, Scott, right? Definitely does. Ooh, well then, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> what was your pick now, though? Okay, so my pick now, you might have heard a little bit of it, um, but I can go ahead and press play because I have it queued up to where I want it. <laughs> Perfect. Walking down that long, lonesome road, Where I'm bound, I can't tell Goodbye's too good a word, So I'll just say very well Yeah, that's good, right? I never heard that version. Oh, it's better than the original. It's so much angrier than the original. I like it because it is a little bit angrier, but it's still at the end just kind of resigned. And I think that that's a very special kind of heartbreak. Yeah. So what is that song? Um, so that was Eric Clapton covering Bob Dylan's Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. That was great. Yeah, uh, Bob Dylan's is more like... Uh, kind of he just kind of slips it in in like a little passive aggressive way like you just kind of wasted my precious time yeah. <laughs> but that's like you yeah, get the full full anger there i like this uh this album cover because it suggests that there were at one point just a thousand people on stage <laughs> playing bob dylan songs with it this is crazy there might have been and i will say that that album is fantastic because it's all of the Bob Dylan songs mm -hmm. done better by artists <laughs> that aren't him. It seems like you have a uh, a bone to pick with Mr. Dylan. Did, is this was he an old flame? Did you did you break up with him? We can't talk about that in yeah, public. Sorry, 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 sorry. Speaking of not being able to talk about things in public, Eric Clapton got a shout out in the Quincy Jones interview. Oh, he did! I just read that. 
So Quincy Jones, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't heard the Quincy Jones, read the Quincy Jones interview in uh, Vulture, it is hilarious. Cover to cover, great. Uh, pause this podcast and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go read that. Um, but Quincy Jones is basically uh, shitting on rock music, uh, deserve it, you know, deservedly. Uh, and then the interviewer asks, "Well, are there any rock musicians that you like?" And Quincy Jones goes, "Clapton." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love, I've been telling everyone that we talk about this with, but I just love when people get so old that they stop caring about anything <laughs> and just letting it all loose. It's really funny too, because of some of the things he, he did disclose. And then there were like moments when he like was like, actually, no, like we got to talk about that off the record. <laughs> Cause he was like, uh, you know, I saw a tweet that was like, Quincy Jones says like, little Richard faked the moon landing. And then like, <laughs> I ask about Cosby and he's like, oh man, we can, uh, we can't talk about that. <laughs> Like I say, I don't give fucks, but I have like a couple fucks that I still give. Yeah, yeah. The uh, statute of limitations hasn't uh, run its course yeah. or something. Um, that, but that's great. I, I don't think I've ever heard that version. Um, they really get to the 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 bluesy heart of that song. Yeah, you need some blues and heartbreak songs. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, that song is uh, that's from uh, uh, bringing it all back home. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my favorite Bob Dylan album. Oh. Even though I don't know where the <laughs> if this song is fucking from it or not. Clearly. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, Matt Matt decided that on the spot because this is the only Bob Dylan song he knows. Yeah, this is the and first time I've heard it. Confirmed that it is in fact on Bring It All Back Home and now knows that that's his favorite. <laughs> Just the wild guess at the album title. Matt doesn't really like music that much. No, I do not. Yeah. <laughs> Effing hate it. Um hmm. Hmm hmm hmm. <laughs> so excited to hear what's next and i'm gonna ask you the story behind it so choose wisely mm, you're gonna be disappointed because there is no story behind this one um i'm doing again um a song about heartbreak more than a uh, song about my own heartbreak um and i'll just play it now <laughs> you said to me That is Love Doesn't Just Stop by the Standard Fair, or by Standard Fair, rather. Um, a band from England. No longer around, but uh, Emma from it is in a band called Mammoth Penguins. You should check out. But Standard Fair rules. That album, the Noel beat, is great. Uh, that song is um, the speaker examining a breakup, and I like it because it's sort of every other line is more of a dig at the the other person. The last line that we heard, which is, uh, you said it wasn't my fault. It's nothing personal, but how can it not be me when I was all you had? Which I think is like oh, such a good simmering, <laughs> such you, a good fuck you. Did you take that as a dig? Because I see that as he lied to her and told her that she was all he had. Oh, I love this. The plot thickens. 
in- I like your perspective better because that's like slightly mm-hmm. more empowering. No, but I, like I yours don't too. think it's true. Um. Well, we could listen to the rest of the song and determine. We could off off pod. We'll, <laughs> we'll take this offline. Yeah. Was that off of uh, the Noel beat? Yes, it's my favorite album. Oh by fuck! Far. <laughs> <laughs> so by far my favorite album of theirs. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you got me. Um. Uh. Yeah. That's. Um. I think. Uh, uh. I really like that song a lot, and I think her uh, vocals add a lot to, the, like, her the, the purity of like emotion in that like long sustained note, of just like the catharsis of. What. Those, those like that, those British, uh, those British no nonsense rock vocals. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Mm. Uh, what, what are, what do mammoth penguins sound like? Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah kind of like that. Very good though. All of her stuff. She's, she's a phenomenal songwriter and a brilliant vocalist. Well, I'm gonna try and match you. I, I really like those lyrics. I'm gonna play one that's also kind of lyrically driven too. Uh, I know Matt knows this song. It's one of my favorites. Catwalk by Beat Happening, and I might just talk like Calvin Johnson <laughs> for the rest of the podcast. Please, Please do. don't. Oh. <laughs> uh, Calvin Johnson, always the best at remembering what it was like to be 13 years old and then writing lyrics about it. <laughs> just yeah. nothing, no, nothing more uh, complex than just a teenage blast of emotion. Yeah. Yo, I- bitches wearing my sweater. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot that was covered by Busta Rhymes. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love that song because it's like it. I I love to picture that uh, being set in like the 1960s. I love it picturing like the Beach Boys, like kind of <laughs> singing that song. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know. But a hundred percent. But like, with not a trace of irony. No, yeah. Just, <laughs> just like super sincere about how they went to the fucking county fair and saw someone wearing her sweater and a woody. Yeah, that uh, that that's a great song. Cause you, oh, sorry to keep interrupting. <laughs> um, you guys, you've had that experience, though. Your ex keeps an item of clothing, and you're just like, oh, fuck that. I want that sweater back. Yeah, and it's, mm-hmm. it's great. It's like the reverse, uh, the ver- reverse Cinderella you can do. What is that? It's like, well, um, <laughs> listen. I, Hold on, that sounds like something for in the relationship. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> was that what I heard the other night? No, that's called the glass oh, okay. slipper, Matt. Uh, My mistake. <laughs> uh, no, it's because it, it's like uh, th- so the, the 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 Cinderella move is the uh, leaving an item of clothing or whatever, so that there's an excuse for a, a second 
uh, a second encounter. Like I need to get my, uh, I need to get my the saxophone. The George Costanza, Costanza <laughs> leaving his hat at uh, his date's house. This is a thing that people actually call the Cinderella move. N- yeah, I've never pulled it, nor have I known anyone to ever pull it. Yeah, but I, 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 I think people real, have, but. have noticed its utility after the fact and given it a name. Oh, it's yeah, it's a hundred percent real. I just didn't know that oh, people yeah. called it. By it's that. named after that manipulative move that Cinderella did, <laughs> leaving her glass slipper behind. Well, she did dress up and pretend to be someone she wasn't to catch the eye of someone that she liked. So, well, let's. I can't wait for our next episode where we delve into when we rag on Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, the Calvin Johnson thing about the uh, the reverse Cinderella, where uh, there's you know the relationship's over. There's nothing more between you and the person and you hold on you like fixate on the the sweater this stupid item which doesn't really mean anything mm-hmm. but is really the, your only claim to anything ever having happened in the first place do we know what happened in the relationship in the song who broke up with whom no it's very very simple it's a very great song uh it's just this guy sort of that's pining yeah. in this really like limp way <laughs> that's not uh Maybe uh, that's what happened. Germane to the feeling, and so it's not included in the Beat Happening song. <laughs> beat Happening is just about being a teenager and feeling these things, and I don't care why, I just feel them. I also love the part where it's uh, it begins the next verse with the same line. I look at them out together. I don't mind, he's an okay fella. <laughs> <laughs> Which is when you're you're so so unambiguously in Beach Boys territory. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of mature. Good for you, Calvin. What a gentleman. <laughs> okay, so what I have queued up now, you had asked earlier what kinda what kind of vibe I go for when my heart is broken. Yes. And this is pretty representative. Uh it is Florence of the Machine, Delilah. And I picked Delilah, although I could have picked so many of her songs. I remember reading in the liner notes for uh, what was the album Ceremonials. And there was a line that said, Florence and the Machine Ceremonials is melancholy you can dance to. Ooh. And I think that that sums up my perfect heartbreak song is just mm-hmm. melancholy you can dance to. So here we go. She's got some mean? pipes on her. Yeah, seriously. I know what you mean. Yeah, she's great. Um, Melancholy You Can Dance To. And like I said, I could have picked so many other songs because she just really nails a very specific mm-hmm. kind of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Does the uh, does the danceability of the track, like, uh, does it, how does that affect the message of it? Like, is it, is it? good because you can dance your heartbreak off or is it like 
is there normal it's normally like surprise surprising to have a heartbreak song that you can dance to that's a good question i don't think it's surprising i think it's because there's a certain kind of catharsis that comes with dancing right we all have gotten our hearts broken we've all cried that's a certain kind of catharsis but dancing it out and just like letting it take you and being consumed by it in a very physical visceral way Mm -hmm. you just you can't beat it agreed i i want us to continue this conversation i'm gonna throw in another song because i feel like uh it's you you've You've only just not said the name of it. (laughs) (laughs) You've introduced it so well. Um, I don't mean to cut this short. I wanted us to continue. I know where you at. I bet she's around. That very nearly made my list. Uh, that that was I added to Danny's song Robin's Dancing on My Own because hey, there's another danceable song about heartbreak. Dance your heartbreak away, or dance your heartbreak in. Do you consider that song a a breakup song, or she's watching the person that she's into, but has yet to like divulge her feelings to or uh, consummate? any sort of thing what like make out with someone else i think it's the latter but i also think that's very heartbreaking yeah to see the boy you like like another person or the person you like like another person she's very strong in that way because if i ever see that the my first instinct is not to dance on my own it is to (laughs) leave the disco (laughs) (laughs) fuck that i'm not sticking around to watch that especially from the corner weirdo it is a little creepy (laughs) but that's also i was going through a lot of different songs and some songs that didn't make my list also have that theme of i'm watching you with somebody else but i think i didn't put them on my list because that's a little too creepy and my own personal experience with heartbreak does not get that creepy voyeurism and pop music someone could write a real great think piece about that (laughs) will it be you max uh, tune in next week for our theme, Voyeurism <laughs> in Pop Music. It'll be all Sting and Robin. Oh, shit. That's right. Speaking of Robin, I'm going to play a Robin Thicke song right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to switch gears to the other side of this thing. Um, this is heartbreak because uh, now I don't know the whole story between him and Paula Patton, but from what I can tell, it sounds like... At least he fucked up. Maybe they both fucked up, but sounds like he there was some some running around going on. 
Um, Some lines getting blurred. That's right. Ooh. Yikes. Um, but they were together for like 20 years or something. Or so, and and, and Rob, when they, Robin Thicke and Patton Oswalt? <laughs> yeah. Hollywood's uh, favorite couple. <laughs> Robin Thicke and Patton Oswalt. And when they broke up, um, Robin Thicke, it's not Patton Oswalt, it's Paul Patton. <laughs> Just because that... <laughs> He released an album called Paula. He was he was just destroyed apparently, and he released an album called Paula, <laughs> and it's all about uh, Weiner back, and it's pretty bad. It's not a good album. It's kind of it's a bummer that it's like not that great. Um, but you're gonna make us listen to it anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna make you listen to it anyways. Uh, <laughs> we just well, I just play it, and then we can talk about it after that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't mean to like to to rag on Robin Thicke. That song is pretty silly. He um, doesn't have an original bone in his body, <laughs> does he? I think the thing for me about that song is like in the lyrics are the the women, the the female chorus singing like you kept pushing me away, what did you expect? And it's just sort of like yeah, duh, Robin. And then why are you like it doesn't seem like a like he put it on his own album. He put the answer to his question, like, "Please let me back." And like these women are like, "You kept breaking my heart, and I kept telling you not to do this, and then you did, and now I'm finally locking you out." And he's like, "No, throw me a juicy bone from the doggy door, <laughs> or whatever." Uh, he's a uh, what do you call it? He's a uh, a glutton for shame, <laughs> a real shame glutton. <laughs> so I like that he put that in that song. Yeah, it didn't work, did it? No, no. I think it came out to, uh, to like, uh, universal. Um, no, I meant she didn't get back with him. No, 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 not at all. But I also okay. think it was like it. It wasn't very good in the first place. So like, I it's, if it were a better song, she might have gotten back with him. I don't. The album is not very good. Mm. I think like he just released. I don't know. I I didn't listen to the whole thing, but the <laughs> ones that I did listen to are just like, uh, could have spent. Like me, more than six months writing this thing about the, your wife of two decades. Uh, I'm passing off to Danny. Oh, it's I, gonna I take I me a second my, to queue it up. Not my turn. It's okay. Edit out. All right, um, you guys. I want to point out. I don't. I I totally understand where Robin Thicke is coming from. It just. Have you also had used. a woman leave you after you broke her heart too many times? I don't know. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Max. That's why this podcast more. is so good. It's because Matt and I had a. <laughs> We're in a committed relationship, and now we're always at each other's throats. <laughs> <laughs> Off and on, each of us making each other be on the podcast. But it's a creative partnership. That's right. So who's the Gwen today? Who's the... The Gwen today. The Max. <laughs> I, I kind of sense that. I am wearing the wig. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also he's also telling me not to speak and that he's a, not a hollerback girl. Hollerback girl. <laughs> And snapping into the microphone. 
place. Very nice. Very sassy. Gotcha. He got me just now. I hope that was captured. Uh, okay, so my next pick. Here we go. Same way, anticipating heartbreak, and I know, and I know, and I know, I'm putting on a brave face to meet you in the same place, and I know, and I know, and I know, gotta let my mind find another space, cause I heard these scars never go away, and now I'm running out of ways to numb the pain, so if you're gonna hurt me, why don't you hurt me? Who's that? So that was Lapsley with the song Hurt Me. Um, I've never heard that song before. It's a great song. Or let me ask you, what did you think about it? I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Very, uh, I thought you'd keep going after that. (laughs) Very masochistic. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what drew me to it. Again, a certain aspect of heartbreak. Things are ending. You're getting your heart broken. And you're just like, fuck it just like give me more even though every second hurts so bad yeah it's better than nothing hey about that sweater of mine (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so fun fact i just learned today i've been telling matt for weeks that lapsley is scandinavian she's not she's english i just made an assumption based on her name i've been betrayed she speaks english so well (laughs) it should have been a sign (laughs) Most Scandinavians also speak English very well. Well, I j- it always surprises me because I don't speak Scandinavian. Does um, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that is a really great song. And I kind of like the story of how I found out about it was this dude who thought he broke my heart, like told me about it and said, the song reminds me of you. I was like, Dude, no, <laughs> but thanks. This is a great song. Nice. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> wow. Woof, dude. Uh, we need to have that guy on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. He I- would actually do an okay job. He has like a really good radio voice. <laughs> Sounds like, oh, damn. And you good taste that? of music. <laughs> how, yeah. How could, you, uh, how could you leave a guy like that behind? <laughs> what I makes- ask myself that same thing. Never. Oh. Hey, Shout out to that guy once again. Or a negative shout out. What's the opposite of a shout out? A whisper. <laughs> <laughs> we whisper to that guy. Um, I've got one. What do you Play got? It. I got one that I found. Uh, I found the album today. I discovered the album. So, and it kind of like connected here. Uh, the whole album is about a breakup. Um, and this is. Are you uh, playing us the Paula album again? No, I'm not playing the Paula album again. My favorite album, the Paula album by Robin Thicke. That's going to be the new Styx uh, Show Me The Way Desert Storm Oh my God. mix. <laughs> I'm just going to play this. This is a terrible intro to this song. You pay me for a fool, your heart finally felt it. And you're the one who's losing, you're too fucking selfish. Can't help it 
Not before the shaggy verse. As <laughs> <laughs> Justine Sky with You Don't Know from the album Ultraviolet. Wow. I think that kind of goes with like what you were just saying with that the my interpretation after listening to it for a day sounds like um one of those situations where the other person doesn't know quite the impact that they had on the other person, whether they underestimate it or overestimate it. There's <laughs> that kind of heartbreak too. It's like, wait, what? You think that's how I feel? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. We'll never be more than just friends. Ever. It's double snap. <laughs> Max is talking to me this entire podcast. <laughs> Everything you said is a passive aggressive little. <laughs> yeah, I've just been staring daggers at that. <laughs> just. You can go back and re-listen to this podcast and everything I said. And I'm just like that poor no-doubt drummer, like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> the band Burnett break up after this. Keep it in 4-4, four, four, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, I forget the exact line, but there was some line about, like, I'm scared of how it's going to hurt when I fall. Mm-hmm. And I think that really speaks to kind of like, sometimes you get that post-breakup high before the crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. That is a very nice place to be where you're just like, I don't care about anything. You're like very confident. <laughs> just like, I'm going to go out tonight and dance it out. And then I you're... am living my best self. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see your former flame making out with someone else. And then you just realize you're in the corner dancing alone. <laughs> Wait a sec. I'm fucking Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look down, you're wearing a big feathery <laughs> jacket. <laughs> Wait, I'm in the corner <laughs> watching you kiss her. <laughs> How did I get this bowl cut? Uh, She's wearing my sweater. <laughs> All the signs were there. I, I've been broken up with. <laughs> I've always found like with breakups, you're like so down and then weirdly like really high for like a an instant and then down and then high and then down and then high. And so you like ping pong <laughs> yeah. and you like time passes and you're just like ping pong between like narrower poles. Yeah. And then you're like flatline. And then you go back to living your boring ass life. <laughs> then what? all of your emotions just die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you've killed that part of your brain that makes that <laughs> feeling. <laughs> you're all good now. The whole, yeah, the, the serotonin centers. <laughs> um, have you guys ever had a relationship uh, torn apart by jealousy? Torn apart by jealousy? We'll let the question hang. <laughs> yeah. I don't know uh, when else i would possibly have the opportunity to play this song <laughs> in the podcast so i'm gonna Damn. play it now not meant to be that abrupt that was uh <laughs> smell yo dick by risque uh, uh max you are always welcome to play that song on any episode of this podcast i just i wanted to have like a kind of roll it out softly but i was hoping we could make that our permanent intro <laughs> absolutely we'll fit it in 
as good as that song is, the video is even better. Uh, and uh, yeah, smell we'll, your smell your dick. We'll um, link to that in the episode description. Yeah, uh, love the the really uh, great ninety nineties production values on that song, despite the fact that it came <laughs> out in like the mid two thousands. Has have any of you uh, ever smelled someone's penis to make sure they weren't uh, having sex with someone else? I am proud to say that I have not. <laughs> I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the fifth. A little too hard for for Max to talk about right now. How about you, Matt? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I trust all the penises I've been with. So that's probably a good thing. <laughs> He's looking at me when he said that. <laughs> Feels good. Uh, no, that's that's uh, as silly as that, as that song is. I think that's a a real feeling that that. Risky, risky. It so it came out and it went like a little bit viral, and it was kind of funny because yeah. like it was surprising to hear a song called "Smell Your Dick," but it definitely holds up. It is a very good song. Yeah, right. And I think there's something a little ridiculous about "Smell Your Dick" jealousy, but like "Check Your Texts" jealousy is a thing. Yeah, you could easily replace "Smell Your Dick" with "Check Your Texts." That's what I'm saying. 2018, but it'd be a, a way less good song. That's true. Probably. <laughs> Good pick, Max. Thanks. <laughs> um, Can I go a little out of turn? My next pick is no, like. This, I think you might be very jarring. Is this our last one? This is, is my last, last one. Yeah, we can make it. It would last be a one. great one to end on. Then yeah, this will be. Well, you'll close us out with your last pick. No one ever complained about having a podcast that was too short. That's right. Uh yeah, never mind. I was going to no, just what? be contrarian for no reason. Um, all right, let me queue it up. You guys do your little banter thing while I get I the timing okay. I didn't put any songs that are specifically related to my own breakups because I didn't feel like putting pet sounds on in full <laughs> in the whole album. I pretty much just go back to like the Beach Boys. Yeah, Matt broke up with a golden retriever. <laughs> Why I can't play pet sounds. Um, it's too hard. Yeah, I similarly held a few things close to my chest, didn't put some pretty pertinent songs on my playlist, uh, but this one is very relevant, and I might cry. Uh, are you Are you going to want to uh, talk about it, or is this going to be our outro? Why don't we talk about it, and then we'll... I've got an outro if we want to. I mean, you guys can talk about it. Oh. I don't know if I can. Oh we're, shit! We're going to the rah rah. But okay. I would, I would be, I would be interested to hear your opinions on the song. Cool. Yeah, I take it this is not about dick smelling. Um, I think if you read the between the lines, maybe. Ooh, yeah, subtextual dick smelling. I'm going to read between the lines. All right, let's start. Here we go.
going crazy out of my control But there's nothing I can do, I have no choice but to let it go Each day gets a little less intense No longer feel like there's someone standing on my chest You made me more me, and I won't forget the times you helped me find my feet When I was buried in my head Thank you for giving what you had to give Taking what you had to take and making me believe in you Even though I might be gone forever There will always be a place in my brain that'll think of you You look so grateful when you're flying Keep going, Damn. This sounds like this guy came straight from the breakup to the recording studio. <laughs> Damn, it's some droney guitar. Yeah. Um, this is I've never heard of this these people. Yeah, it's Idea and Abilities. Idea was an indie hip hop rapper out mm-hmm. of Saint Paul. Uh and DJ Abilities was like his DJ. Uh they are no longer around. Idea is dead. He overdosed <gasps> in twenty ten. Shit. All right. Um babe. but before that happened, made some really solid music. Yeah. Um and that is the heartbreak one. That song is called "By the Throat." Very Damn. intense. Saint Saint Paul, Minnesota music scenes, very very cool. Yeah, Across we learned that from the Super Bowl halftime show oh. last Sunday. Uh, yeah, they put idea uh, on the hologram. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was in poor taste. <laughs> um, not to. Not to belabor this song, but it's very relevant to you. That was that like was that a song that connected after a certain Yeah. Um like one of my more significant exes who will not be listening to this podcast. Hell yeah. Um, Band. Screw that guy. No, not screw that guy. There's a there's Fine. a line Shout in the song that, that says like, I wish you all the best. You deserve happiness <laughs> even though I'm not part of it or something like that. Um Yeah, and it's it's just like really good lyrics about trying as hard as you can to make something last you believe in it so much you go through so much together and it just hurts and you can't and you let it go and it takes forever but eventually you feel less shitty about it well happy valentine's day everybody (laughs) that was the best description of a breakup i've ever heard (laughs) yeah second only to idea and so and so is by your throat. That's not great. Yeah, you guys should listen to that whole thing and that whole album. I will do that right after we get out of this hundred degree room. It is definitely hot in here now. You look at he's looking at me when he said that. <laughs> Just wanted the viewers to know. Yeah, we're gonna make up later. <laughs> <laughs> That's our code. <laughs> We've had our codes. <laughs> um no, it is very hot in here though, and I wanna say that that is sweat underneath my eyes. <laughs> Well, uh, sure, Matt. Sure. Not, yeah. <laughs> um, this was uh, this was a really good episode. Thank you for for joining us. Yeah, you made this. Yeah. I I was afraid that I wasn't gonna know how to talk about these and make it interesting or fun at all. But we had a great range of yeah, uh, y'all, types y'all of music. Great choices. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think this is a good one. Um, and there's so much more to explore. Like. Not quite the end of a relationship, but toward the end, that could be a whole other episode. Oh boy! What are you doing next week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's um, just make I have Danny revisit this seven shit. Seven songs already <laughs> picked out. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, uh, we, we've we've uncovered another uh, another ripe area for for future episodes. Yeah. So thank you for thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. Happy uh, Valentine's Day. Oh man. Yeah. To our viewers, Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you're. Uh, Hope you're doing something fun or hope you're eating something delicious or hope you're uh, just like having a Wednesday. Having a w- have a Wednesday, guys. Or a Tuesday or Thursday, depending <laughs> on when this comes out. Wait, is this the first time ever that Valentine's has fallen on 
Hump day, anyone? Okay. <laughs> All right. Also, Ash Wednesday. Anyone? Anyone? More like Ass Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh